0: This podcast is dedicated to Scott Hall. Hey yo! Welcome everybody to episode 66 of Fretzelmania The Pits. Today we are talking about SmackDown from May 2nd, 2002, my mom's birthday. Talking a little bit about Raw, about Ring of Honor from the time, and paying tribute to the late, great Scott Hall. Grab your toothpick, flick it at your mate, and pour one out for the bad guy. Starting off this week's show with a tribute, Peeps. Uh, Just the other day, we got the unfortunate news that Scott Hall a.k.a. Reza Ramon, the bad guy Chico, passed away at the age of 63 after complications from from health problems he had. He uh, was on life support, was taken off of it, and then he fought valiantly for a couple hours before going peacefully. Razor was one of the first wrestlers I really gravitated towards. You know, I have earlier memories of wrestling than him, but he was one of the first that I I wanted to watch every week. I wanted to see what what he was gonna do. You know, I think of you know his match with Diesel at SummerSlam '94. I think of um, of course the latter matches with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania ten and. SummerSlam '95 being highlights of his WWE run, but during that time I was a very casual watcher of wrestling. I would, I would put it on on the weekends when my dad and I are done doing chores at the family butcher shop, and we would just sit down, and watch it, turn our brain off, and, and bond. But when the NWO came into existence, I had. Begun watching weekly, well, at least on Monday night, Rob, because I didn't know WCW existed. But thanks to my older cousin Johnny, shout out Norm, I hope you're listening to this. I got hooked on the New World Order because they were so groundbreaking. You know, I'll I'll never forget seeing Scott Hall come out on Nitro doing like you know, you know who I am, but you don't know why. I'm here. And during the coming weeks and months that preceded that, follow that, whatever the word is, uh, we saw this master plan unfold into the new world order. And when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. I say that as I wear my NWO shirt. He made liking the bad guys cool in a time where wrestling was very cut and dry where it was very you know good guys versus bad guys uh, nwo was the most over thing in wrestling for about two years before they did the uh, captain america civil war and branched off into to do two different uh, factions you know the wolf pack i also used to have a Wolfpack shirt so i was a big big fan of that scott hall is a man who had his demons and uh thanks to the grace of god and uh ddp himself he turned it around and was given an extra few years on this planet to entertain us whether he's uh, being funny on twitter whether he's appearing on the odd episode of of raw or at WrestleMania giving Bailey a two sweet on the, uh, the backstage version of the ding dong hello show, or he's just, you know, turning up to say, Hey, yo, and take a little survey. Survey says one more for the good guys. Rest in peace, Scott. I hope God has some gold plated toothpicks on hand for you up there dude thanks for the memories now before i talk about this particular episode of smackdown what else has been going on in the world of wrestling in may of 2002 well not long before this ring of honor was founded and uh, started doing shows and pay-per-views and tapes that people were tape trading back in this day. And on April 7th, 2002, just uh, less than a week prior to this, we had ROH, Night of Appreciation, from the Murphy Rec Center in Philly, and uh, this was held in honor of Eddie Guerrero who was making a career resurgence and a redemption in his life. Having you know, been to rehab, kicked his habits, uh, found the Lord, and at this time was the reigning Intercontinental Champion. So this was his send-off and his thank you for coming down to this... Little Podunk at the time promotion and kind of helping putting them on the map. This was a way to thank him, and he did, of course, wrestle at this. And if you want to hear a good, detailed review of this, go to my good brother, former guest and future guest of the Fretzelmania podcast, Kyle from the Apron Bump, apronbump.com. He has a He has a whole set up there on his website where you can go to each storyline that he's covered and if you want to hear yours truly on that i did royal rumble 2002 and king of the ring 1995 so he has a few different angles that he's been working on he just did at time of recording the roh one year anniversary show and that was Oh, that was a mess because it had a Scramble Cage match. (laughs) And if you know Scramble Cage matches, yeah, (laughs) that's a good time. So this show had Da Hit Squad being Mafia and Monster Mac, defeating the Christopher Street connection of Buffy and Mace with Alice in Danger and Prince Nana and Simply Luscious uh yeah christopher street connection that is a very over-the-top homophobic gimmick that uh probably doesn't age well we had jay briscoe with brother mark defeating tony Mamaluke. that's uh that's a name of the past divine storm chris divine and quiet storm who is credited with uh inventing the canadian destroyer sorry pd williams defeated Christian York and Joey Matthews, who had just come off of ECW and been in uh, developmental in the WWE. James Muratato, a.k.a. Little Guido, a.k.a. Nunzio, defeated Xavier and Scoot Andrews in a three-way dance. Low-Key defeated AJ Styles. The Carnage Crew, that being H.C. Loke and Tony DeVito, defeated the Ring Crew Express of Dun & Marcos. Future stablemates, Donovan Morgan and Christopher Daniels, I believe they were tag team champions too, had a match that Donovan won. Spanky, Brian Kendrick, defeated the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, John Hope, Michael Shane, and Paul London in the Heartbreak Gauntlet match. London defeated Hope after the London calling shooting star. Shane defeated London after the pitcher perfect elbow. Spanky defeated Shane after slice bread number two. And then Danielson with another slice bread number two. So call it maybe slice bread number four. I'm going to cut that and not cut that and leave it in because that was a bad joke. And in the main event, Eddie Guerrero and the Amazing Red defeated the S.A.T., the Spanish announced team, that being Jose and Joel Maximo, Inventors of the Spanish Fly, if I am not mistaken. And in either the main event or a dark match segment, probably, Eddie Guerrero beat Brian XL in 30 seconds. And here we are 20 years later, and Tony Khan has bought Ring of Honor. The name of the contract does say Khan, but it says Nick I know that joke's been done to death, but anyways. Monday Night Raw from April 29th, 2002 from the HSBC Arena in Buffalo, New York. Speaking of Eddie Guerrero, he defeated Jeff Hardy, All Elite Jeff Hardy, to retain the IC title. Rob Van Dam defeated Booker T., Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman defeated Planet Stasiak by TKO in just over a minute. The All-Texas All-Tough team of Bradshaw and Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated the NWO's Scott Hall and X-Pac with Ric Flair as the special guest ref. And, you know, we... Unfortunately, we just talked about Scott Hall's passing. This was also the last appearance of Scott Hall in the WWE because he would be released shortly after. Yeah, just a awful coincidence there, folks. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, the hardcore champion, defeated... No, wrestled Jazz to a no contest. I didn't. Divulge into why that was, but I can only imagine it was Hardcore Title 24-7 Division Schma's nonsense. Spike Dudley defeated Gold, thus, to retain the European title. And Hulk Hogan versus William Regal, all elite William Regal, ended in a no contest when The Undertaker came out to attack Hulk, which is, of course, leading me right into SmackDown, May 2nd, 2002, my mom's birthday again. Happy birthday, mom. And The Rocks as well. So there is good birthday company there. In the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We have the highlight from Raw where Hulk Hogan is jumped by Taker. Then Taker takes off Hogan's weight belt. Whips him with it. And then takes the the bit that goes through the, the buckle and the loophole things. The pokey thing. I don't know what that's called. Maybe it's just the buckle. And... St- Dabs Hogan with it like it's a CZW match. We see a plug for the upcoming Hogan versus Jericho Undisputed Championship match we kick the show off with a tag team title match between Rikishi and the Hurricane, challenging Billy and Chuck. Uh, Rikishi is on a bit of a mission here to find a tag team partner or hunt down Billy and Chuck or be a tag team champion for the second time in his career as he was one half of the Head Shrinkers with his cousin, Samu, or brother. They're related. I I forget how. And it's kind of funny because I've already watched Judgment Day 02. I was supposed to record a review of it with uh, Mr. Warren Hayes of the Mr. Warren Hayes show on YouTube. But... I switched shifts, and we're going to be recording it in a couple of weeks. It might even line up with the timeline anyways. So Judgment Day 02 with Warren Hayes. Keep an eye out for that, probably by WrestleMania time. So the Hurricane goes for a sunset flip, but is kicked out. Immediate Rico Sucks chants by the crowd. Uh, Eventually, those Rico Sucks chants would turn into something else. Uh, very offensive and, and homophobic that do not age well at all. I went to a house show a year after this, and there was a lot of unfortunate things directed towards Rico that I also took part in, and I'm sorry. Like, no place for it at all. Her a chokeslam, a DDT, and a hot tag to the big man, Rikishi super kicks. And does the uh, running butt attack in the corner that would be adopted by his younger brother, Yumaga. Billy is in the corner and about to go for a stink face, but is denied. Chuck is the legal man. There's a Hurricane crossbody, a Hurrah crossbody, and then the classic Tag Team 02 SmackDown bit where there's a schmaz, a ref distraction. Rico with another spin kick on the hurricane and still tag team champions billy and chuck rico is then choke slammed, thrown into the corner and stink faced to end this segment backstage future un-american mates lance storm and val venus have a chat angle pops by to check on them and says you guys are talented but the most that you've done since you've come on SmackDown is bet on feats of strength for Mark Henry. And that's pathetic. I want one of you to come up to the ring with me. One of you will get to model my new shirt while I talk about it. And it says, American hero, it's true. I've I've got gold medals. How about you? Valvina says, the t-shirt sucks, and so do you, solidifying his face turn. And Lance Storm, being the consummate professional lady, he says, Fine. It'll be my pleasure to wear this t-shirt. But Lance shows some concern about him. I guess Angle being liked, as this is his hometown, and Kurt's like, These are my people. I live here. P- Pittsburgh has no one else to look up to. And it's like, Lance Storm's like, um, Mario Lemieux, who at that time had just come out of retirement to finish his career in the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Lance Storm makes fun of him and says, oh, I got cancer just for sympathy, love me, love me. Uh, oof, I mean, wow, that is all kinds of wrong there. By Lance Storm having known several cancer survivors being related to all of them. And one of my relatives even succumbing to it. So uh, go fuck yourself Kurt for that line. Holy crap. Yikes. And the crowd of course boos him. He comes up for a promo next where Lance models the new t-shirt. And uh, they're chanting you suck. And of course Kurt the hometown boy thinks it's directed towards Lance. It's like, hey, Lance may be Canadian, but he's cool, just like Mr. Fritz. Like, what, what, what? All the what chants are breaking out. What have I got myself into? Kurt describes the shirt, and on the back it has all of his title wins and its accomplishments. So, intercontinental, European, hardcore, yes, he was briefly hardcore champion, uh, WCW champion, tag team champion, WWE world champion, gold medals, king of the ring, and all that jazz. But it's only available in double XL and up. Okay, that was funny. So, take the money that you spent on beer and porno and put it to good use. Who wants to buy one? I like one of those Kurt Angle shirts because my American, Kurt Ang- my American hero Kurt Angle shirt from WrestleMania 21 is long gone. Got destroyed. And I'm still bitter about it. Right up there with my Captain Charisma t shirt. Yes, I had those. So Edge comes out to the ring here and says that if these people want to buy a shirt, out comes Valveas wearing the You Suck one that was unveiled on the previous week's SmackDown. Craigle says, that, You know, I'm sick of all this crap. I want another match with you. Like, you're going to be the one who sucks. Their meals through a straw. Way to bury the joke there, Kurt. And Lance says... Something about beating Edge and humiliating him. Uh, and whatever. And Kurt says, no, you know what? Yeah, we do got to humiliate him. Lance has a good point there. Why don't we put something on the line? Like those lovely golden locks of yours. Why don't we have a hair versus hair match? At Judgment Day, hmm. Buzzcut slash balding versus Flowing Blonde locks. Edge is going bald, baby. Let's go. Next up here, we have a rematch from the previous week's SmackDown with Hardcore Holly going up against Randy Orton. The WWE Whack of the Night is brought to you By the Youth Smoking Prevention Act. Tobacco is wacko if you're a teen. Reminds me a lot of those uh, teen vaping ads I see today. (laughs) How do you like me now? As Bob Holly asks before his entrance theme hits. His awesome entrance theme, by the way. Uh, Backstage before this, earlier on the night. uh, Stacy gives Randy a good look, kiss and checks him out. Orton here lands some near-falls tries the Oklahoma roll that beat Bob Holly last week. And in the crowd, I see a Lionel Richie sign for reasons. Bob Holly, one of the best drop kicks in the business, doesn't get the job done. He chops the young rookie into oblivion. Randy goes for a spring backwards springboard leg drop kind of maneuver. And then he begins to get the upper hand until Bob Holly, blatant low blow, right in front of the referee and gets disqualified. He then brawls with Randy on the outside, takes him to the ramp, and Alabama slams him right on the steel ramp. Holy crap, that looked painful. Backstage, Farouk and Mark Henry have a chat giving us a little bit of... Uh, Flashbacks to the nation of domination. We are the nation, lavender color. Farouk is the man. Something, something, something. And he think he thanks Mark for his winnings, for all this money, and he encourages him to take some. It's like, nah, man, it's okay. But then Farouk kind of cheats him, thinking like, okay, yeah, we're getting still a little bit of APA Farouk here, just trying to cheat Mark Henry, like. No, I'm not going to give you that, Bill. I- I'm going to give you this. Like I think it was like a tenor or something, and it was so funny. Devon comes into the frame here and uh, misquotes the Bible, saying, Testify. Money is the root of all evil. <clears throat> <sighs> Let me dust off my, uh, my youth pastoral degree here. <sighs> and my Bible. The love of money is the root of all evil, Devon. If you're gonna preach the word of God, you gotta preach it right, my brother. Testify, and Farouk says, "You know, get out of here before I testify your ass and do something sinful to that collection plate." How are you gonna stick your? I don't want to know how and what. I'm gonna go on here, <laughs> and Devon says. Lightning will strike upon you. And if it won't, I will. Okay, you're breaking out into preacher mode here at Demon. Whew. I gotta take my ass to church. Vince and Stacy are backstage. Vince is copping a feel. Like, I wanna give you uh, lots of kisses and I wanna kiss you in one area that uh, really turns me on. Um, uh, Kiss that. That belly button. Yeah. Okay, this is getting real creepy. So Jericho arrives here. He cock blocks. He interrupts. And saying, you know, how do I know that Hogan won't get himself intentionally disqualified in this match? Uh, That's a a good point, Chris. It's like, we're going to make this uh, no disqualification match. And also, what about The Undertaker? Would he rather face Hulk Hogan than me? And it's like, nobody is interfering in this match between each other. Uh, If anyone interferes, they're suspended. And, you know, if Triple H comes out, it will be a career suicide. Okay, then. He didn't go the fired line like I thought he would. But this is just as good. Next up is... Edge and Val Venus versus Kurt Angle and Lance Storm. The Brother-in-Laws versus the Can-Am Connection 2.0. And if you can tell me who the original Can-Am Connection is, I'll buy you a can of Coke somehow. So, Canada is outnumbering America 3-1 in this match. Okay. Anyways, Suplex City onto Edge and Val. And I'm reminded, reminded that... Kurt Angle defeated Val to win the European Championship that he so proudly displayed on the back of his T-shirt. Val hits a beautiful blue thunder bomb. Edge does a double diving lariat off the top rope onto both of the lads. Belly to belly onto Val. Spear to Kurt. Val, the spinebuster, goes for the money shot, but Storm holds the foot, allowing Kurt to do that awesome running climb superplex bit that he does for a two-count. The straps come down, Val rolls up Kurt, but behind the referee's back, Lance Storm superkicks Kurt Angle, reverses the roll-up, and Can-Am Connection wins this match. Next up, Chris Jericho is calling out Triple H. Y2J calls himself the king of the world, the Mac Daddy, the man who pinned Triple H. But then Triple H... Comes out laughing at him. Jericho says, why are you laughing at me? Are you jealous of me? You know, hit me. Knowing that he would be suspended. And all Triple H says is, I know something that you don't. And there's no chance in hell that you become the champion. And that is that. We have Mark Henry and Farouk, formerly of the Nation of Domination, of course. I have to remind myself of that. Versus... Future un-American tag team partners again, Christian and Test. And every week I hear Christian theme, I mark out. And Michael Cole and Taz remind us that Tough Enough 2 is well underway, but casting calls for Tough Enough Season 3 are now open. And SmackDown Tonight is brought to you by Subway Honda and Stacker 2. The Oshawa Kitchener connection of Christian and Tess, the 705 and the 519 tagging up here. Mark double claws laying the two lads, and Mark Henry does a bit here where he press slams Christian right into Ron Simmons' knee, and that can't be good for the knee or the ribs. Devon comes down here to preach during this match to donate to the Devon Building Fund. Misquoting that Bible verse again, the love of money is the root of all evil, chases away in the ring here. Farouk gets a spinebuster on test, but he is not the legal man. Christian does the following reverse DDT on Simmons and wins this match. Coming up next, yet again... Tajiri versus Billy Kidman for the Cruiserweight Championship. This feud just doesn't end. We need new blood in the Cruiserweight division and I think uh, someone in a West Virginia trailer park is about to make his way to the Fed for this very occasion. Loses a sunset flip and a near fall. Antigiri Drop kick by Billy Kidman, but after landing these moves, he is selling his knee. He lands that BK Bomber, but is denied. The Tarantula is also denied. Kidman dives over the top rope, but Tajiri cowardly puts Tori in the way. Billy completely wipes out his wife. Buzzsaw kick, retains this match, and doesn't even help up Tori. Oh, ever the gentleman, Yoshihiro Tajiri. Backstage, Vince McMahon and Stacy put their clothes back on, like as if they were banging, and tells her to go get Triple H. And then Triple H comes into the frame and just says, if you interfere in this title match, your career is over. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Hulk Hogan versus Chris Jericho for the WWE Undisputed championship. Right away, Hulk outpowers Y2J, sending him out of the ring. Jericho with an eye rake, a suplex, and mocking the Hulkamania taunts. How dare you? This match, again, this match, good lord, again, breaks out into a schmoz. Hulk Hogan is selling his neck throughout this whole thing. Body slams, elbow drops by the Hulkster. Face Crusher Lion Salt but as soon as the referee goes for the count triple H's music triple h's music plays he can't touch chris but he can distract chris but no he can just come out on commentary and have a chat with Michael Cole and Taz i mean i would cole and taz are pretty cool underrated commentary duo i do it lion salt again but we have hulk up leg drop Countered into the walls of Jericho, Hulk reaches the ropes. Jericho grabs a chair. Gong, dead man walking. One of the last times we we're gonna hear Limp Biscuit on this show, which is an absolute travesty. There's a roll-up win by Hulk, and his music doesn't even play because there's an attack in a schmaz by everyone after this match. Triple H attacking Chris Jericho after the bell, so he doesn't get fired. So that will do it for this episode of Fretzelmania. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E-mania. Follow the show on all podcasting platforms. Follow WrestleAddict Radio at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter, WrestleAddict Radio on Instagram, our $5 a month Patreon. Join our Discord server Where we just chat about wrestling, chat about life, share funny memes, listen to the Young Lions Perspective. Mr. YLP himself breaks down the news of the week and the shows of the week. The Kings of the Rings podcast, who live stream on Twitch and YouTube every Wednesday night at about 8 EST. Jump on about 7.30, 7.45 for a pre-show chat and hang on for the after show where we have the tip of the crown, the best tweets of the week, and just shooting the breeze. And to give you a little sneak preview of next week, it's time to get the F out. (laughs) So that'll do it, folks. And remember, hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Too sweet.